What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is Monday, September 20th, 2021. Welcome to The First Mint, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in the world of NFTs. And of course, sometimes NBA Top Shot, mostly NBA Top Shot. We got a nice show for you today. We have an interview with El Dumbo, Luke, the rep from Dapper, who's going to talk to us about trade tickets as well. A little bit, have a, a little bit of a personal conversation with him. We're also going to dive real quick into, I guess, what's happening this week on Top Shot, which we know is trade tickets, but we don't know much else. And also talk about overall sales volume of the NFT world, what we've seen in the last 30 days. That's right. We're talking other NFTs. We're dipping into it. We said we've been doing it. We're going to do it for a long time. And now we are. I also want to remind you that this is episode 99 of the First Mint, and the next one will be episode number 100. And for that one, we have a very special guest coming on, someone very important, but maybe somebody that you don't know that well, who's going to join us for that, listen for that. That's this Wednesday. We might also be hosting some fun stuff on our Twitter, maybe a couple of giveaways or something like that going down. Also want to remind you that tomorrow... We will be hosting probably a club cold brew for the trade ticket drop. That's right. Everybody should be getting a pack that has three trade tickets, but we're going to do our own little club cold brew. Anyways, we haven't done one in a long time. Club cold brew is basically where we get on Twitter. We get on spaces and we yuck it up with the real Phil D and anybody else who has poured themselves a nice cold brew to get some pack luck. I want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show constitutes trading advice in any way that the show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Tepper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the first mint. We'll kick it off by talking about Top Shot real quick. We're expecting a relatively exciting week but honestly have no idea what that entails beyond the trade tickets. Honestly, so much has been promised. We feel like it's starting to percolate, like it's starting to move. People have been pointing out that, you know, the NBA tweeted about Top Shot over the weekend and that there's been some like Instagram commercials or some kind of like TV display commercials for Top Shot. Little bits of those marketing initiatives starting off, especially with just about a month left until the season. But we haven't gotten much news from Top Shot in terms of what some of the actual content coming out on the site, whether it's going to be run it back or any of that kind of stuff, is going to be. But I would expect that it's going to come fast and furious sometime in the next couple of days. And that goes along with Trade tickets, which was the major news that we found out at the end of last week. We covered it uh, kind of extensively on the live show and also did a live Twitter spaces with Alan and on our own. Basically, by now, you know the deal. You have until 9.30 Pacific today to trade in three moments for three trade tickets and then use those tickets during the trade ticket stress test on Tuesday to get yourself a Series 2 pack. Any moments that have been traded in uh, for tickets will be eligible to be in those packs unless they are not Series 2 base moments. That was kind of the intention from Top Shot is that people would give their Series 2 base moments, which most people did, but some people have been having fun with it, sending like, uh, you know, a hollow icon moment and some rare metallic gold moments and some Series 1 moments. So those moments, I'm assuming, will be kept in the Top Shot vault for uh, future, you know, trade ticket packs like S1 reserve packs and other things like that. But the trade tickets that we're using this Tuesday will be used to only get packs with pretty much the same moments that have been traded in, just more S2 base moments. That happens Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, I think, or 1 o'clock Pacific. Sometime, you'll have to double check. It should be, we'll be tweeting it. I'll, I'll have to double check. Anyways, we'll see what else Top Shot gets up to after that. 
Also, we're gonna gear over a little bit to general NFT news. Like I said in the teaser, you're gonna to start to hear a little bit more about other NFTs as we kind of diversify into other stuff that we talk about. Obviously, we did a festival two months ago where we talked about a bunch of other NFTs. But on the podcast, we're gonna to start to pepper that in both with interviews and uh, with a little bit of weekly programming, starting with this right now, where I'm gonna give a little bit of a market update on where NFTs are at. Volume over the weekend, transactions have been up on OpenSea. Sunday alone saw over 90,000 transactions, which is up 17% from the previous day and also up week-long from the previous week. Yesterday also saw $73 million in volume, just about the same as Saturday, as well as this past week. We've had about 31 to 33,000 daily users, which has been the average every day since uh, I think about Monday. As per Crypto Slam, the top ranking projects in terms of NFT volume in the last seven days in order are Axie Infinity, the absolute behemoth with $108 million of volume in the last seven days, followed by Art Blocks with $66 million, Crypto Punks with $53, Bored Apes with $24 million, and Top Shot ranking all the way down at 24th on the seven-day volume chart with only $3.6 million. Many have said that in the last couple of days we have come out of the very short bear market from the start to middle of September, but I would actually argue that we were never really in a bear market, especially if you look at kind of like the 30-day volume and transactions. In the last 30 days, there have been over 260 wallet addresses, so individual users you could call them, that have used OpenSea, and that is a 98% increase over the previous 30 days, and that includes the last couple days, so we're still doing quite well in terms of total wallets, and also in the last 30 days, the volume has been $3.7 billion on OpenSea alone, which is 165% more than the previous 30 days. So whether you call that a bear market, maybe just a bit more of a, a stabilizing of a new high-end market, whatever that is, I don't think that that really you know, can qualify as a bear market just because we've come down a bit from the volume of the all-time high at the end of August. We're definitely not there quite yet. Next up, we're going to chat with Luke L. Dumbo from NBA Top Shot. He is the community rep. He and I had a conversation last night about trade tickets and what the community reaction has been to those. We also had time to have a little bit of personal chat. And honestly, we always kind of laugh and have a good time whenever we chat. So listen to our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen of the First Mint, we have a very special guest, someone who I think maybe has been on the live show, or maybe I've been on a live show with him. We've known each other for quite a long time, almost back to the first ever live show, but now he's on the other side. Now he's on the dapper side. Please welcome Luke El Dumbo to the First Mint. Hey, mate, I just realized that's insane that I might never have been on this before. Like, I just assumed I had, but I think you're right that I haven't been. And that's just like blown my mind a little bit because we chat so much. We've been on shows and chats together. How have I never yeah. came on? I'm, I don't know if that's my fault or your fault, but I'm sorry either way. Listen, I'm glad it feels like you've been on. I'm just glad that it feels that way anyways, whether you've been on or not. Yeah, like I, I think I that that's important. It, when you told, when you asked, hey, do you want to come and do this chat? It's only just now occurred to me that you've never asked that before. And that's blown my mind a little bit. I don't know if I should be offended, actually. Maybe I should be upset here, not shocked. That's hey, it. listen, <laughs> listen, Luke, this is this is episode 99 of the First Mint. Oh, so, you, you got to tell me. When, Wednesday is episode 100 with a very special guest that I'm not going to reveal until Wednesday. 
And I'm just going to put it this way. I'm saving the best for last. And that includes you. Are you finishing episode 100? Is that it? No more first mint. That's it. Yeah, the first mint's over. We're we're closing up shop. (laughs) It's only ever going to be 100 episodes, man. That's it. I love that. Ellie, Ellie, go on to series two first mint. (laughs) Each. Yeah, and then it'll be like, we'll make a terrible infomercial that's like, you know, send you know take out your credit card and call this number to, to order the the 100 set of the <laughs> podcast and you can collect each one as an nft <laughs> i i, I hope terrible you're... audio nft <laughs> very long nft i hope you've got yeah, a great name lined up for 99 there's there's so many options uh, there well i mean you're 99 mm. as in a That's name you. for the podcast as in a name for the episode oh, oh um no. I have big expectations. No, what? Oh, I honestly, mate. you know, maybe people think that this is like some massive production, but it's literally like late at like midnight the day before. I'm like, all right, what's the t- what's the title of this podcast going to be? And I always try and come up with something kind of dramatic and like in- in- interesting. So I have no idea. It honestly, honestly, Luke, it depends what you tell me on the show. I'll think of like a, a way to sleep, slip in like a clickbait title. You know, I think I find a way. I mean, I was, I was having a dream. I was chatting to Shaq. And then you could just take the second part. Don't say it was a dream. There's your title. Job done. I'll just, yeah, the name of the, the, name of the podcast will be Chatting with Shaq. <laughs> Quotation marks. So disappointed when they turn it on that it's not, there's no Shaq and it's just you saying a dream about it. Oh, I'm going to get fired for it. Just for like the amount of heat I'll get. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'm glad this is, this is how we spent the first three minutes recording. Um, okay. You started off as a collector, and now you're on the other side. Now you, now you, you know, working at Top Shot and, and for Dapper. What, what has that transition been like? Because that's been like like five months now. I think like four or five months at least since you you were brought on. Yeah, I think it's four months and about two, three weeks, so almost five. Yeah, it's wow. it's been crazy to be honest. Because as people know, like Top Shot time hits different. Like it both feels like a very long amount of time, but it's also gone so quickly. Um, mm. And like, it's been awesome, to be honest. I never like, you know, personal information about me. I wasn't working a sort of typical job before. I didn't ever expect to get a typical job. So like, mm. I mean, even calling it typical feels weird, but like a sort of a salary job I wasn't expecting to get. Um, but I just really enjoy it. It's been really fun and I've had an amazing time and I'm really looking forward to the hopefully next four months plus, but who knows? Um, maybe if this podcast goes too badly, that might not happen. But no, working at Dapper, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you when you turn what was a hobby that I was super passionate about, i.e. collecting a top shot, into a job, it changes, but it doesn't feel mm. like work. You know, like the cliche, mm-hmm. you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. It's kind of true. Um, and I definitely feel like That's that nice on a day-to-day basis, which is cool. But I mean, don't That's don't nice tell like hear, Jacob man. that. Tell Jacob that I'm hating it. He needs to give me a raise, all that sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> but um, for, for everyone else to know, I'm loving it and it's amazing. Wow. Oh, man. Well, that's that's good to hear. And yeah, Jacob, give this man a raise. Pay this man, please. Um, I'm just kidding. What, I'm just what, kidding. Actually, here's a, here's a question for you. It's something I kind of uh, don't struggle with, but I'm curious about for myself too. When you have to catch up with friends that you haven't spoken to in a while, how do you describe your, you know, you tell them, you're like, hey, I have like, you know, like you're saying, you, you know, haven't had too much of a normal job before. And you're like, hey, I have like a salaried position now. How do you describe what you do? Oh, mate, I, uh, I, I don't know, man, like explaining Top Shot as it's like as a platform project to someone who's never heard of NFTs and isn't like a mm. like a collector of, say, cards or something like that before is already kind of difficult. Um, mm. So 
I generally just say like I work for a company that provides digital collectibles to the NBA, which leads to so many questions. Like, obviously, I'm from the UK. NBA doesn't have quite the reach or sort of the influence that it does in the US. So people are mostly just shocked that I somehow ended up in an NBA industry at all. Um, but also like just generally excited, you know, people are seeing NFTs in the news. So like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. I heard about that. Like what does it actually mean? And it, you generally find like my experience, at least when I talk to my friends and like extended family is excitement to learn what an NFT is from someone who actually works on them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, generally positive confusion. I would say a positive surprise, I should say. That's kind of the reaction right. from people I know. Oh man, I like I like when even when you said it, and don't take any offense to this, but it it sounds so mundane. Where you're like, I work for a company that makes digital collectibles for the NBA. Like that is so that's that's like that's accurate. But at the same time, I'm like, God, that's that's it's so much more epic than that. But that yeah, is exactly. that is like it's like that's like the clinical definition, yes, of what you do, absolutely. But the day to day experience feels like so much more than that statement embodies, right? Yeah, but it's like if, if if they know about NFTs, if they know what Top Shot is, like obviously if you know NFTs, you probably have heard of Dapper mm. Labs. It's a very different conversation. It's way more exciting. But otherwise, yeah. if people are like, oh, you know, I work in an office or I'm a lawyer, I'm an accountant, like you can't come in with too much excitement. Like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm changing the, the world of digital fandom for basketball. You know, you can't come in saying that because yeah. that's like, well, mate, calm down. Like, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's hard to encapsulate it in a sentence. Unfortunately, thanks to COVID, I'm not re-socializing much anyway in the last sort of year or so. So haven't had mm-hmm. to have that conversation too much. Well, that's fair. I mean, your socializing is probably online like like it is for most of us now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just send them a um, link. I'm just like, this is what I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here's, his, here's his Twitter profile. <laughs> it's, a, it's an image of Dumbo the elephant in a top shot moment that's him that's what he does uh, a question for you actually uh now that you're uh you know on the dapper side and you have obviously insight into what's coming which you know is, is something that we like to speculate a lot and, and many people in the community do how do you like when you see us tweet about like oh who's excited for this to happen when do you think it's going to happen when's when's this and this happening how does it feel to have to like just kind of like bite your lip and be like, oh, I just can't tell you, but maybe you're excited to tell us or, or something? Like, how does it feel to know and not be able to, in a sense, tell anybody? It's honestly still very exciting because it's quite easy for myself to like put my collector hat on and be like, yeah, this is what I'd want to be thinking. This is what I'll be tweeting when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy like jumping into those threads and just reading, seeing what people are saying and seeing how people react. And I think it's not only really fun, but it's really useful to know. So like, for example, we just released trading tickets a few days ago and we put out like the announcement blog, an economist blog and like an FAQ page and the help center, as well as like a video explainer. And we did like these four mm-hmm. forms of getting that information out and sort of for different reasons for each one sort of thing, you know, and like mm-hmm. um, seeing what people reacted to and where like what was useful, etc., is really useful mm-hmm. for us moving forward. And like. For example, everyone was talking about The Economist blog and that was obviously quite a lengthy read. Mm. So I was surprised so many people were like taking the time to read through it. But to me, it highlighted like if we put that information out there, a lot of people will take the time to go through it and digest it and try to understand it as as in depth as they can. And that's just really exciting Mm. to see. So like people quoting lines from The Economist blog, it gets me excited. Now, when they're talking about what does this mean and what does that mean? Honestly, it's kind of fun, but in like a I'm there with you speculating way, you know, because... Mm. 
people don't speculate on like, oh, what's going to happen on Tuesday next week. They speculate on like, what's this big ass feature coming next month, next year, mm. you know? Like if, if we were to say, what are you excited for right now? You're not going to tell me, oh, I'm excited for maybe a drop in a week's time. You're going to tell me I'm excited mm. for like a potential burn and feature. I'm excited to see what you do in series in the next season, what sort of activations mm. you do, etc. You know, like it would be really exciting conversations for me because I'm also speculating to a certain degree as well. Because, you know, they don't tell Dumbo everything for sure. They definitely leave me in the dark on some stuff because I don't need to know what's coming up in like a year's time, you know? That's for like the engineers and the product team. Okay, here's actually, here, here's, a, here's a question for you. It's a good analogy for like what, how much you're told. What like level of like classified access do you have out of like 10? Like <laughs> zero being like me where I just have to like read tea leaves and like just stare at Top Shot Explorer all day. And 10 being like, Roham and like the Adam Silver from the NBA planning stuff together. I don't know whoever whoever's at the top planning everything out. Where where are you in that that like hierarchy? I guess of info. Mm, that's a very good question. See, I would say just like short answer would be like a six or seven, but the longer answer would be mm. like, but like I could be higher if I wanted to. Like DAP is a very top to bottom. Oh transparent community of company but like there's no there's no reason mm. for me to be involved in discussions so like if i right. wanted to be like yeah. hey can i join the engineering call about whatever they're working on as like this three month project sort of thing and it might mm-hmm. even not even be a public facing feature it might just be like improving infrastructure behind the scenes like i could be in those right. calls if i requested it but like that'd be such a waste <laughs> of my time because i can't help there at all i can't input i could just listen and so like yeah. i would say regardless like i would say any dap employee in theory could be like an eight nine maybe even a ten if they really asked for it but they just you know right. the way it's set up there's no need for it but I, I would say i really like the question i feel like i'm probably like a, a six jacob's probably like okay. an eight that's how i would give reference okay. so but then again okay. like okay jacob's an eight but if anything's coming up on the radar that i need to know about he will let me know you know so it's like and you've got your you've got your stuff you have to focus on man you have to keep this this community buzzing every day and you got to keep us in line and you know help out all the newcomers and and all the other stuff that you do right so it's like you're only going to spend so much of your time trying to dig up what's happening in two months time yeah exactly even like say you're like you're talking challenges obviously we have like a team that work on challenges but like Mm. i don't need to know until we're about to go live so i could just be like okay cool this is what we're announcing Mm. or like mo on the community team he tends to announce them so like generally i won't even see them until they go live because i just there's no need for me to know there's no need to give more people that sort of quote-unquote insider information than is necessary you know but it's not like it's a lock and key throw it away you have to get access from Rohan directly to see it either. You know, it's just common common sense. <laughs> you mean Rohan doesn't come to your house with like a briefcase attached <laughs> and handcuffed to his wrist and a code only he knows to then show you what the next set is? <laughs> Damn, I, okay. Maybe for other employees. Maybe if you're in Canada, that's what he does. I, I've not, I haven't met him face to face. I'm not big time like you, mate. So I've not had the chance to. <laughs> I realized that recently, actually, that I was like, I've met Rohem, which is like most people that work for Top Shot or join this year have never met him in person. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of, uh, that's kind of funny how it works out. It's it's the wildness of an online digital company that is, you know, mm-hmm. in the crypto technology space. Like, it's obviously so easy for us to all be remote, remote, acts, uh, remote based, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's no reason for me to ever actually meet these people face to face. But it's weird that like. No. Jacob, for example, work from every single day. We chat probably way more than I should chat to someone, you know, just like every single day we're talking, but I've never even like met him. And that's kind of a weird thing mm-hmm. to realize, you know? Very, very strange uh, 
it's a very strange way of working, but hey, pretty cool, I guess, for you know what you consider a, a, a real job. At least it's like <laughs> yes. this, right? At least it's at least it's digital. You can be relaxed. You could be at home and whatever. So, exactly. Luca, do you want to ask you? I want to do. I want to shift back to trade tickets. Um, that's really interesting to hear. Like you know what you're saying about how you, people, the community picked up on certain elements that you weren't you weren't sure which ones they would pick up on. Um, has there a, has there been any behavior towards trade tickets? that has surprised you not really but obviously you know when we're talking trade tickets we're talking about a very big feature that obviously we announced many months ago and in the last sort of few weeks let's say has been okay we're getting ready to launch it um you know prepping the blog prepping the comms testing the feature etc so we had time to sort of not just myself but as a group of other employees talk about what we expect to happen what might be an issue etc etc so like I would say the thing that surprised me the most is how many moments have already been traded in. Um, that's definitely surprising. We're at almost like 100,000 moments traded in already. And I'm curious to see what those people who have traded in the moments already are going to do. Like, are they doing it just to do the stress test? Are they doing it just to try it out? Like, I'm very interested to see what happens post Tuesday, like after the stress test. Um, but mm. yeah, like I know there was uh, some fella donated a rare moment. I know Stay Mellow donated like a legendary moment. To it. I say donated because you can't get those moments in the stress test pack. They're not like traded in. It's worth one ticket. It's, they could have traded in like a base set moment to get the same thing back. But instead they put this legendary moment. I mean, shout out to Stay Mellow. He's been in the community for so long. He's always been so generous. Oh, yeah. So I'm not surprised. But like what we what will happen with those moments will be a long-term aspect rather than coming to the community soon just because of the nature of how we're doing the locker room packs and trade-ins in general. Um but yeah, like I, I would say it's gone in that regard, kind of how I expected other than just more people doing that than I might've expected. Like a lot of people are trading like base set LeBrons and that kind of surprises me, but it's cool because it mm -hmm. means that like, I don't, I'm not saying it is, but I imagine that it's possible that the locker room stress test on Tuesday could be like quite a decent pack for some people now. I haven't checked the numbers, mm -hmm. but like you could pull like a couple of LeBrons or, or a couple of decent uh, base set series two moments relative to what mm. you might have traded in and when i say decent i'm talking purely like addition size uh mm -hmm. floor price etc that sort of thing yeah floor price as well that's it right is that like now we have the chance to pull some like 40 50 dollar moments in that pack um whereas i think we all assumed and it sounds like you guys as well that they would all just be it'd be like a kind of weird like recycling of four dollar moments yeah i mean again i expected some people to trade it in because it is kind of cool to do that like if you're streaming mm. right and you're a content creator you're like hey shout out to my community i'm gonna chuck in this moment you guys can vote on what moment i chuck in and i think we'll see more of that in the coming days or weeks mm. but yeah just how many people have done it has surprised me are you saying that's what we should have done on our show because we didn't do that <laughs> no comment no comment not calling you out <laughs> I bought I bought four base Miles Turners and traded them in immediately. That was my strategy. <laughs> so nice. I did not. Nice. I was not generous like Stay Mellow, or at least not yet. But you got you. Everybody listening, you have until I guess it'll be Monday when you're listening to this. You have until nine thirty a.m. Pacific today to trade in those trade tickets moments. So don't forget that. Luke, I know you can't. You obviously can't give us too much more insight into what's coming up on Top Shot, but. Um, can you give us any insight into uh, what's going on these days in the community? Like just uh, different things that you guys are changing, maybe 
um, in the Discord or, or new things you've been doing lately that maybe people haven't picked up on? This is an amazing question. If I could have written a question for you to ask me, it would have been this question. So thank you. Wow. Um, I, like, wow. I don't know if that's just you being super on the ball as always, but we're working a lot <laughs> with the, the rolling out of Collabland in the Discord. So what that means is that now you enter a Discord. If you type exclamation mark join, you can then go through a process where you link your Topshot account to your Discord account. And that means we can get what's called the verified role. And so this role goes to anyone who owns 10 or more moments. And the plan here is that in the sort of immediate, not immediate, but like the next week or two, you're going to see probably even today, as people listen on Monday, we'll probably do something on this front, but we're going to start saying, okay, if you're not verified, you can't access certain chat channels, such as talking moments and, and talking hoops. And then over time, we're going to reduce the access that people who aren't verified have. So the idea is we're like, trying to encourage a community of people that can say, hey, we're in the main Discord chat channels because we own 10 or more moments. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like creating a community where if you're in the Discord yeah. main channels, you know the people you're talking to are also like real collectors on the platform. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it serves a lot of benefits. One, one of the most immediate ones is that we can like reduce a lot of the sort of spam and bad actor DMs oh, yeah. that you get because they're not real collectors of people that DM that stuff. Like you guys all know people DM you being like, hey, do you want to buy a pack? And it's a scam. It's not real. Never do that. Turn your DMs <laughs> off. But like we can now say, okay, those people, because they're not verified, they can't access the same channels of people that are verified, which means that they can't mm -hmm. see like the the sort of list of uh, people on Discord. And that's kind of, to be honest, as I'm actually really excited for it because it means that we can do a situation where like, if you join our Discord, you can only see that the list of people, like the list of collectors on Discord, if you're also verified yourself. So you couldn't just DM them out of the blue. Um, and that's going to require some quite big structural changes that will be coming in the coming weeks. But it also really nicely sets us up to do more in the future. So, I mean, people can kind of, imagine what this might lead to when you look at say like the nine lives lounge and i'm not saying we're going to do another nll that was like a very big undertaking very specific but we can say mm -hmm. like oh we're going to make maybe like tomorrow well not tomorrow but let's say it's next season and that night is like lakers and the books are playing we could say like okay if you own like 50 lakers moments you get access to like a lakers channel for the game and if you own 50 books mm -hmm. moments you get access to a books channel and then you can talk to people who in theory will also be fans of the lakers and you can say like, hey, right. I'm watching this game and the books can do the same. And it's like a temporary pop-up channel we could do. And right now, as we're rolling this out, that would be quite hard to figure out who goes and what channel. But when we have it, like a lot of people are verified, that's literally just making a channel, creating a role and just adding it on. It takes a few minutes behind the scenes and you can kind of imagine, I can let you run wild with that, what sort of fun things we could do with that just within Discord absolutely. itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of kind of evolving anything you could do in Discord as, as you were obviously a huge part of, we ran, you know, we created a specific Discord for First Midfest. And I think there's just so much, so many possibilities there. And I know, you know, obviously the Top Shot Discord, at least from an outsider standpoint, you know, a year ago was like a nice place to hang out. And then during the surge in the winter got, got pretty insane and was like a little, you know, was kind of bursting at the seams. And now seems like you guys have done a great job kind of reining things back in, creating a good community in there, and now you're going to keep optimizing that. So that's really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good way of putting it. You know, like, we had the surge in signups. And yeah, like, the Discord just got 
busy. And back then it was like mm-hmm. Usman and Jacob and Candy were a community team and three people yeah. who have other stuff to do as well. It was impossible to keep up. So then, you know, we've, ex- we've on the one hand, we've expanded the community team. And on the other hand, we can like build and prepare infrastructure within Discord that links to Topshot accounts that allows us to prepare for like future growth. And so in the future, if we had another burst of users all signing up and joining the Discord, there would be a decent amount of like, onboarding so to speak there would be like an on-ramp for them to enter the community at large which would be like a pleasant and nice experience because we can use collab land to like walk through those steps you know very cool man well that's that's really exciting that'll be fun to to kind of you know just a, a great project to look forward to um and for that to kind of evolve are you hoping like i feel like now you know people have kind of broken off in the top shot community into a bunch of satellite communities right like obviously the first mint we have our own um most of the other content providers analytics platforms have also created their own sub communities and I know people have started discords for sets and for teams. Are you hoping to kind of rein them all back in or is this will just be like an added layer to the general Top Shot experience? I would say like a little bit of both. Um, like definitely mm. we're not we're not hoping to stop those satellite communities. As, you, as you'll know, like I really enjoy those. I'm, I'm active in some of them. I'm, I'm in the first mint server. I'm in, you know, the, the cool cuts fan made server, the, the hustle and show fan made server. Like I think they're awesome. And I think they're actually a benefit to the wider community because it gives them a space to like go a little bit crazy, create some stuff and then bring it back to the main community and be like, Hey, this is what, this is what we've done, you know? And I think that is awesome because in any NFT platform in this space, in any, sort of area where you have uh, people that are so creative and so passionate about a platform, it's awesome that they can take their own charge there. But at the same time, yeah, it's a, a nice level up for our Discord that won't stop those Discords from existing, but allow us to work better with them, you know, work more closely with them sort of thing in the long term, which I'm really excited for, to be honest. And I do think it's a, a little bit of a teething process to get there because we have to get everyone to get on board with this idea that it's worth signing up to collab. I mean, it takes like three minutes to do, but you know, people are busy. I get it. But yeah, I I think those discords will continue to exist for sure. And we'll continue to support and be active in them. You know, like people are busy and like, it's like, I can't take, sorry, I can't take two minutes away from pouring over these three blog posts and buying like 50 moments and chatting on Twitter all day. I can't take three minutes away from that to verify myself in Discord. Sorry, I'm too busy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I kind that. of. <laughs> uh, I, I, okay, I think what cool, it is, yeah. sorry, I was just going to yeah. say, I think what it is, is it's more like there's not the urgency at the moment. So hopefully in the near future, people feel a bit more of that urgency and that, that will encourage them, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I trust in you guys to come up with some really cool stuff that'll happen in there that, you know, kind of bring people back around. So, uh, Luke, I know we're short on time outside of top shot. Do you peruse other NFTs that you're willing to share with us? Are you allowed? Are you willing to admit that you look at other NFTs? <laughs> I'm definitely allowed to. Um, I just, I'm always hesitant because I'm aware, you know, top shot and Dapper labs, we're bringing people to the blockchain. Like we're bringing like, mm-hmm. So many people have joined NFT projects and other platforms and made their own NFTs, et cetera, because like Topshot was the gateway to it. And so I'm, that makes me conscious that right now there's thousands, if not tens of thousands of people that are signed up to Topshot and are slowly learning about other NFT projects. And so I'm conscious that as a voice of Dapper Labs, in a certain degree, you know, for working for Dapper Labs, I don't speak for Dapper Labs, but I work for them. I wouldn't want someone who's new to NFTs, hear me talk about a project and like throw money into it without really researching it. So I'm always, I mean, I'm very cautious to be like not over sort of talking about it 
Um, but yeah, I do dibble and dabble uh, all the time, to be honest. I'm still very trying to get on projects here and there, you know, um, bought a couple early, for example, paid the high gas, you know how it is, but nothing in particular. I think like, I really like a few projects, but again, I don't want to pump the bag, so to speak. Um, so I'm trying to be careful. I word it, you know, but like there's, there's, there's some, there's some projects out there that are given a lot of utility. And I would just say like any project who's got like a, a very sort of quote unquote basic roadmap I tend to avoid where it's just, oh, we're going to do a giveaway when we sell out and stuff like that. I focus more on those mm-hmm. projects that are talking about like, here's a big feature that I'm working on. Here's like, here's what you'll be able to do. Like for example, the Penelope's uh, plat- mm-hmm. uh, NFT project, RSOP, for example, both of those are doing some like really interesting, exciting stuff. That's a little mm-hmm. bit different to what we're seeing on other platforms. So I'm not saying buy them. I'm just saying, go and look at what they're doing. That's what you should look for in a project, in my opinion. So that like stands out, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you, I think we're at that point now. And, you know, especially since since kind of like the Bored Apes boom back at the end of April where people started getting the PFPs, that's like now people are looking way deeper than that. And those are two great examples. Car- uh, Carlini, great community member also uh, behind that Penelope's project as well. So um, great to see, you know, kind of top shot OGs branching off doing other stuff like that. Uh, he's also done tons of other NFT projects. It's not like that's his first thing, but um, always love to see people we know you know, finding success. So that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the fact that someone like Carly needs behind a project is another thing to look for. Like someone who's got experience in the space and has Mm -hmm. proven they're not like a, just going to pull the rug. He's not just like, Oh, I've made 50 Ethereum. I'm out. Like he's in for the long haul, you know, Luke, last question for you, the dog rescue you work with. I'd love to know more. Yeah. So I work quite closely with, uh, what's called bone voyage. Uh, it's a little pun, little play on bone voyage. And we, sort of rescue dogs from the streets in Mexico or from bad homes or underprivileged sort of situations. We get them treated by a vet. We sterilize them, all that stuff, make sure they're nice and healthy. And then we rehome them in the U S and Canada. Um, and you know, like it's really cool because we basically, we're in a place where there's a lot of street dogs and there's a lot of problems with that. And we get to send those dogs to areas such as like Washington and Seattle, uh, Arizona and Phoenix in Vegas uh, in Vancouver in Canada, where there's not many street dogs. There's actually like shelters we work with in the U S and Canada that are like, Hey, we've got loads of empty space. We, we kind of quite, quite mm. need these dogs. And we'll be like, okay, let's mm. fly up 20 dogs. They can live this really awesome life. And they all tend to get adopted like within a couple of weeks. And like, I'll tell you what, right. mate, it's crazy seeing a dog that I've rescued on the streets of Mexico. And then mm. like a month later, seeing a photo of him on a mountain in Canada. And it's like, blows my mind, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, I work really closely on that. If anyone wants to check it out, there's just, uh, type in Bon Voyage Dog Rescue on Instagram or on Google, find the website. And we're always looking for like volunteer help. So if you're ever in Mexico Mm -hmm. and you're flying back to the U S or Canada, we will pay Mm -hmm. for dogs to go on your flight. You don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You just fly a bunch of dogs and it's really fun and really They just have to be under your name on the flight. Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of walk them into customs and walk them out of customs and people are like, we have teams on the airports and stuff like that. Volunteers like me will be on the other side. So if if anybody is seriously interested, do reach out to me. Um, I will talk about it at length but i'm always open to talk about it very cool man good on you that's really, how'd you get involved with that uh just started rescuing dogs myself in mexico been doing that for like mm. six months or so and like i could only ever take one or two dogs on at a time and i was like i need mm. to scale this up so i started reaching out to groups that were doing similar and found bon voyage when they were still fairly early in the process and then mm. kind of uh, went from there and been very involved with them so i helped run like the social i helped do some fundraising and stuff like that um you know, and yeah, and also directly rescuing dogs. But the, yeah, so I guess I just started by finding a dog on the street 
and deciding how to help it, that kind of thing. Very cool, man. Good on you. Have you got a dog? You're kind of man. No, I don't have a dog. Uh-oh. Sounds like you need a dog. <laughs> Sounds like I got saw you have a dog, mate. I see. I'll fly up tomorrow. Don't worry. I was with a dog earlier, and it was a very nice dog, and it was a rescue. So maybe it's a dog you know. But, but literally, it's possible. Like, there's so many dogs in like Vancouver that have been rescued from Mexico. It's insane. Yeah. Um, there's there's also people that do it in like Korea and Japan, I believe, or Korea and somewhere else. Um, and that's also really cool. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Final thoughts, Luke. Are there any ambiguous teasers you can leave us with as we wrap up for top shots teasers mate what is that what are you trying to get out of me um i don't i don't have any to be honest not not because like i don't want to but just because i feel like we've just released trade tickets people know what we've talked about happening in the off season people know what to expect is to come so i don't feel like there's any need for me to highlight it if you're new to the community and you're not sure just jump into discord and ask people people know you know we've we've mentioned you know run it back we've mentioned uh what trade tickets was the other one you know like i'm not saying what is or isn't coming soon i'm just saying like people already know what is expected uh i i would say i'm more want to comment on i'm excited for the next six months for the community not for what we're going to release not for what we're going to put out but i think we're just going to see that the community are coming together more than ever because we're past the days of people just getting in because they want to flip nfts and they don't really know Mm -hmm. nba and we're now in that that period of time where like you see it in the Discord, you see it on Twitter. Everyone who's talking about Top Shot is now like way more of an NBA fan than before. Like the, the balance has shifted quite a lot. And I think that's really exciting for what the next six months could entail from just the community itself. Like I, I think we're going to see personally next season, people going to NBA games with people they met through Top Shot. And that's just wild to imagine, mm. you know? When are you going to get to go to an NBA game? I don't know, mate. When they decide I'm allowed out of Mexico. When, when, <laughs> when Roham lets me out of the cage in Mexico. No, I imagine it would be... Uh, I would like to, for like, you know, the tip-off would be awesome. But I've got no hard plans because, again, you know, the, the mm. pandemic and stuff, You just it's hard to book traveling in advance at the moment. So we'll see. So what about you? You Absolutely. got any plans for the start of the season? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm pretty far from any NBA team, right? Like, it's like Toronto is a five-hour flight away. So that's a big commitment. And even the closest is like Portland, which is still like an hour and a half long flight and involves, you know, crossing the border. So I don't know, man. We're kind of in like this weird pocket where there's like not much around here uh, NBA wise. So maybe, that's true. maybe, maybe we'll see a little later in the season. Maybe there'll be some stuff on top shot that'll entice me to go right maybe there'll be more giveaways or something i can get it on and if i win then people freak out because they'll think that it's fixed <laughs> i can oh, never win amazing. anything on top shot ever again <laughs> now you've said this um, as well like if there's like a game if there's something that happens in portland and you win i'm out i'm just done mm. now that you've said it you know yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> all right well luke thank you very much man it's been great to have you on the show Ah, appreciate it, mate. Always happy to jump on and chat top shot. Um, yeah, just thanks for taking the time. I love what you're doing. And uh, I'll be listening to episode number 100. Very excited for the special guest. And that is going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you for listening. Keep in mind, tomorrow we got Club Cold Brew, so tune in for that during drop time. And otherwise, we'll see you for episode number 100, Wednesday on the First Mint. Peace.